0: Roddy Turnstone is a Harrisburg-based indie rock artist. His new single, I've Been to the Dungeon Before, is an epic, moody, but catchy piece of music that features guest vocals from Jessica Boyer and violin from Robin Chambers. Out now on all streaming platforms. Hello everybody, my name is Corey Rosen and you are listening to the Story Podcast. Today I have on a super awesome guest, Miss Big Mama, a Las Vegas transplant Melanie Verde is excited to be a part of the Central PA music scene, especially in the Lancaster area. She was recently part of the 2022 East Pete Summer Festival, sitting in with local blues and rock bands at various events while working as a studio session vocalist. During one of her earliest shows in Vegas, Melanie brought the house down with her dynamic vocal range and was affectionately named Big Mama due to her Powerful performance. She still uses it today as an homage to her blues and gospel background. Melanie's Las Vegas debut came after a chance encounter in an elevator at the Rio Casino. An overheard conversation from the casino manager regarding an act that had to be canceled at the last minute turned a weekend vacation into a full-time gig at the Root Top Lounge. Never shy of a challenge, this provided the opportunity Big Mama was looking for. To combine music, fashion, and dynamic interactive stage performances, as well as impersonations of Diana Ross, Tina Turner, and Whitney Houston. Big Mama and the Velvet Martinis are a well-rounded music ensemble of professional musicians with a passion for uncompromising performance. How are you doing today, man?
1: Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excellent. I think it's excellent, and I'm here. And I'm glad I'm here with you, Corey, today.
0: Right. I'm I'm yeah, excited to have you too. I'm very excited. So tell me, where did this all begin for you? Where did the love of music come from for you? You're uh, originally from Las Las Vegas, or
1: oh, that's a story in itself. But um, but originally, how music started for me, how music outside of the um church music that I grew up in and the gospel and that choral kind of just soul kind of music, um, I really started in uh, probably I would have to say Hawaii. Hmm. I really um did. I got with some group of musicians over there um, and we just started playing um, some kind of covers and since I was dating uh, the bass player um, always it seems like somebody in the band has a girlfriend that they just put in front of the microphone and and just sing and and I was just lucky to have the experience to get in there and just start singing at small clubs and I went to bigger clubs and then you know cut my teeth out there as we all do as musicians Mm -hmm. pubs and bars and then um, had an opportunity in Vegas, which was a great opportunity, opened doors for me. Then I started doing the impersonations of the Tina Turner, the Whitney Houston, and the Diana Rosses. And then that was just amazing. And then my career brought me to Maryland, um, where I played Fells Point, Baltimore, and played a lot of those gigs and places, and then moved here to Lancaster. I love the place. I love the musicians here. And then I end up uh, being here about a year and a half with my husband. We bought his mom's house and um, gave me the opportunity to do some interior designing with it. And then we looked at each other and said, let's get this music thing going here. Mm -hmm. And that
0: there it is. So (laughs) you do impersonations. Where where did that come from? Uh, Why? Why?
1: Great. Great question. So um, when I was in Vegas and we were doing cover cover material, just regular cover material, a lot of material on my set list was Whitney Houston and Tina Turner, and so which a lot of the audience loved that part of it. And I had a gentleman who came up to me and said, hey, why don't you do that as a show? And I said, wow, well, that's actually a great idea. And so I started learning more. Tina Turner started watching her videos, catching her mannerisms, um, interviews and everything and um started really curtailing a show just particularly on her and then i had a a show studied whitney houston and her mannerisms her dress and everything else and did the same exact thing but just you know different styles and got booked for a lot of those and then someone said what about diana ross and i ended up doing the same thing so yeah
0: so over how many impersonations do you do do you have I got
1: hired to do uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe. So, <laughs> well, you know, um, it would depend. Um, I've done Peggy Lee, which is some kind of um, craziness. At that time, I was doing a lot of different kind of, you know, uh, impersonations because I was just about the music and and the audience more would love. It. At the time, they really liked it.
0: So you mentioned um, studying the mannerisms, studying uh, the dress. Yeah. How would you get those dresses? Because you got a fabulous dress on right now. Yes,
1: yes. I I started having a collection. So I started uh, going to vintage stores. And then um, I would go to these vintage stores, but they wouldn't have show dresses. They would have, you know, something you'd wear to a wedding, right. a bridesmaid's dress, um, you know, just something and blah. So then I had to start sewing, you know. And, and of course, I grew up sewing. I, I love to sew. But then I would get these dresses, take them apart put them back together with furs and gems and everything else and stuff and then that took time off because you know you, you want to perform you don't want to mm-hmm. sit there doing that so i started going to vintage stores in vegas and i started going into phoenix and i started collecting them and then it was about the labels because i wanted a vintage dress but i wanted it to be a ralph Lauren kind of dress or um, hopefully i can find a chanel hopefully right but you know but it then it became about i actually I'm holding a 1942 dress and that to me was more than all the other things because it was like a treasure like a baseball card to somebody mm. then I started to say well I like that dress because in 1942 this was going on so then I started connecting it like that
0: so tell me a little bit about this dress I'm really curious cuz that that obviously <laughs> you can't go into a store and buy one of those
1: yes so all right so all right so this is um a uh, faux red uh leather tube dress I have on. This is... I always have something. I always have a label. So this is my label, a little Ralph Lauren that I have. This is faux as well. Faux jacket, you know, with with this. And the this is very inexpensive. But the vintage piece, because I always have a vintage piece, and this is a cute little Ralph Lauren, and this is a 1972 um, bracelet. Really? So, yeah. So it's, like, all about little vintages pieces. These boots were... Uh, got. These are 1972 with the real like, suede. This is a collection vintage collection Asian you know could be like 1962 you know but I make sure that it has some sort of label on it that way you can identify it and know exactly you know track it to see you know the history on it and sometimes on the value yeah
0: and then you have the feathers and earrings or yeah they're earrings that's so wild yeah
1: yeah and these I actually I saw them a long long time ago and they reminded me of Cher Mm. you know and I just thought that you know I will, you know, embody her and bring her in here because, you know, Cher was one of my idols. You remember? Do you remember Cher?
0: I I am a lot of things, and well versed in the old music is not one of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shame, shame.
0: I know, I know the I know the name. I don't know anything else about it. It's I know, I know. When the first time uh, someone uh, hooked me on to Shania Twain, I was like, I don't know who that is, but I I probably should. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So you. So you. You like to go thrift shopping. Is this what it, yes, yes. Thrifting,
1: thrifting. And and I also um, you know, I buy, you know, I buy valued couture online too. Mm. And I do the mixture of both of them. Because it's all about just I think fashion to me is like art. I mean, it's like mm. somebody painting a blank canvas. I mean, I think it's all about art. It's moving art. I mean, and it's pretty cool when you can control your own art piece every day.
0: That's very cool. Yeah, very cool. So do you uh, specifically book shows to be either Tina Turner, Whitney Houston, whatever? Or do you mix and match and do you do quick changes?
1: Yes. So a long time ago, um, I was on stage. This is probably one of my most embarrassing stories. And I was on stage and I had a gown on and I was at a wedding. And I'm sitting, I'm actually singing At Last, a James. Mm. And I hit the high note and the dress went, the dress fell right yeah and <laughs> and the saving grace in the front of 150 guests that i have no idea who their names were and this is prior to cell phones thank goodness but i had a slip a beautiful white slip and i continued the song so the audience thought it was my i i did a quick change and went into another dress when in actuality it was just a slip it just fell, it just <laughs> fell. <So laughs> i was like Ta-da! and and then i started having then i i had this idea i said oh my god let me incorporate this. So I would put three or four gowns on, go on stage, sing, step behind when my guitar player is, you know, ripping in his solo. Come back on with a blue dress, and I had a red dress. And then I started doing with with costume changes. Then I did it with wigs, and then with shoes and everything else. In a four-hour gig, I would change ten times.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. That's a lot. Of, that's uh, you, a. <laughs> <you're, laughs> your husband's not waiting on you. You're waiting on your husband, right? At that point, right? Yeah.
1: And, and I, and I, and I, then I went from a small customer uh, fan base to people knew exactly which dress I was wearing and And they, I like this dress. It started becoming this big thing. And then I started um, getting with boutiques in the area and saying, if you want me to do one of your dresses, boom, here I am. And then, Women were starting to buy the dresses, saying, mm. "I like that one, and I like that one. Can I buy that one?" So it ended up being this whole cool vibe.
0: So you you mentioned that you were from Hawaii. You were in uh, Las Vegas at some point. You came to Maryland. What are what? Why are, that? Seems a very uh, not straight line.
1: Um, uh, one of the things that I've done in my life, I joined the U.S. Navy.
0: Mm. Yes,
1: I was. Um, I was a canine. Yes. K-9 police officer in the Navy. So when I joined the Navy, I did a lot of traveling. Um, one place in particular, um, I went. I was in the Philippines, in Manila. And have you been to the Philippines, Manila? I have not, but I know of the place. All right, it's like a thirty-two-hour flight. Really, from here, from it's far. I mean,
0: yeah. I'm
1: sure <laughs> someone will correct me, but let me tell you, it's more than six. And and, and you, you get on a plane, and you go there, and it's just a whole different world. It's beautiful, just, just beautiful, and there's places that are really poverty-stricken. Mm. Then you go to their karaoke bars, and these people are karaoke. I mean, they, they, make, they make us over here look a little silly sometimes with the Frank Sinatra and a lot of things. They, I mean, they nail it. And, and I went over there, and I went up there and sang a Diana Ross song, and I can't remember. And this Korean lady pulled me aside and said, um, I want you to do um, a Korean songs, a, a Korean song for me. And then she taught me an actual Korean song. So when I went to Hawaii and I'm at this cocktail lounge and these uh, Japanese and Korean uh, tourists are coming in, because this was a part-time job that I had, I used to sing Korean songs and people would never forget that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's cool.
0: So... Uh, you were in the navy. How long was that for?
1: Uh, I was in for about about nine nine and a half years.
0: Nine and a half years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And did you do? I'll let you take a drink of water. Did you do your uh music you. during that, or was that separate?
1: Um, I I yeah, some of my posts that I I did some music. Yeah, I. It sometimes it's hard. Um, when you're in the enlisted ranks, you're over there to do a job. Right. And trying to find a guitar player in the sand. Sometimes kind of hard. <laughs> no, not <quite>. Some drums. <laughs> so, so people that you would get with over there, you know, you would just sing along, sing to some kind of album or you know some kind of music and on. And then sometimes you can get together with an acoustic act and, and jam into some kind of listed club. But it was kind of hard, you know. You know, a gig over there was just you know getting together and and gigging out. Um, but back over here in the U.S., um, yeah, I gig probably once or twice. Yeah nice
0: yeah pretty cool so here's a question i like to ask all army vets or uh u.s military vets because there's always a story yeah (laughs) there is pg (laughs) what's what's one of the uh funniest or uh things that ever happened in the military for you
1: ah that's the funniest story oh fun fun story um well one of the fun stories um over there is um when i when i joined in the list i had no idea what i was doing i just thought i was just going to go and just travel the world lay on the beaches and you know just have a great fun so my first duty station um, everybody was getting their orders for their duty station and i look at my duty station and i'm like oh darn everybody's getting boats and everybody's getting to stay home and i'm going to antigua and I was <laughs> like really you're going to go you know caribbean so, right, right. Yeah, you know, times are hard for you. But, and I remember I went there and and I was scared. I was so young and I'm around this base and I walked through a warehouse and I could hear somebody playing an electric guitar. And I stopped and I looked and I opened a door and the guy looked at me and I looked at him and then there was some other guy on drums. And they said, please be a singer. <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please be able to play. And it was just like, Three musicians getting together in the middle of the world, you know, and climate. And the song that I sang was, uh, uh, it was a Crystal Gale song, and I can't even remember it. But we sang that song all night because that's the only song we could, they could play, and I learned. Wow. and that was probably something that I never forgot. That yeah, through the Navy.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So when you became uh, a citizen again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, What was that process like for you? Did you know you wanted to go right into music immediately? Or was uh, that like a process?
1: Yeah. You know, it's
0: always a process. It's
1: always a process because when I got back, I had a family, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm raising kids and I'm having my daytime job. So I'm trying to stay focused on that because that was the responsibility then. So I didn't do it for a while. And I remember um meeting um my 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 husband now, and he sat back and said, "You've had an amazing musical career let's let's do it again." Mm. He said, "Let's do it here in Lancaster, but let's do it the right way because back then I mean a gig's a gig. I mean I remember playing at places where you you're a musician i, I yeah yes. you play places where you don't want to put that on your resume. That's right. Yeah. But what you, you play because it's the passion. You love music. I mean, that's why we do it. your right? teeth. That's yeah. why we do cutting our teeth. And 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 then he my husband said, let's just do it the right way. And mm. that's why we're here. We're doing it the right way. We're meeting networking. We're meeting great people and I want to provide a show. Mm-hmm. And I want people to walk away and say, I just saw the most incredible band. And 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 the singer and that's what i want people to walk away with
0: so kind of restarting your music career here Mm -hmm. what has that been like you uh gotten together a band what is you know give me the rundown of that
1: i'll give you the rundown so so my concept when i um, started Mm. looking for musicians i said the number one thing that i want is no ego Mm. i know
0: that's
1: that's kind of hard and 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 i want them to be confident on, you know, on, on of course, their instrument, not, ma- you know, and, you know, understand it. And I right. said, I want a funk band. So, so I reached out and a, and and then I found a guitar player. His name's Dan Mitchell. He lives in Hershey from California. Woo-hoo, just meaty player. Then I said, I need something to go with this, this, this meaty player. And then I I found this uh, bassist, electric bassist, Ryan Sirbel just holds the bottom, just whew, beautiful. And then I said, okay, I need something else to go with it. So I found this musical multi-talented gentleman, his name is Matt Delugia. Not only he plays percussion, I can move in the keyboard. Yeah. Great, great guy, he, oh, great guy, He's great guy. And then I, I think you might know him. I know, yeah, I, know, I, do, you do. know I do. I know, you <laughs> know, because your eyes went back and yeah, forth. Yeah. And then I said, I need something to put this whole thing together. And I said, I need a, I need an amazing drummer. And Then I got Dre Verde on my drums, great, and he's versatile. He plays country, RB, and I mean, I versatile. But then I need something the cherry for this whole thing, and that's Pete Skella. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, can we yeah, do that? Pete, sure. oh, Absolutely, man. Love Pete. So, th- so I have this this nuclear funky fusion of these musicians. So we attack these cover songs like. Incredible. And so that's my funk band. <laughs> then we move over to my jazz band. Excuse me. Oh, you got two bands. I have to, oh, I have more than that.
0: <laughs> got a whole plan. Mm-hmm.
1: Got
0: a whole yes. army of bands I have a there. whole
1: army. So I wanted to do something that's a little bit um, authentic for jazz. I wanted to go back through the decades. I wanted to go from the 20s, sing about the 20s, all that music, the 30s, 40s, 60s, all the way to contemporary. And I wanted to do a story about it. So um, when we were staying, I I had a gig at Mickey's Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. Linnets, and the show was called Decades in Jazz. So, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I came out in a 1920s frilly dress with the headband and the fan and the gloves and sang from the 1920s. Yeah. Like, wonderful, marvelous then it gets better
0: it gets better it gets there's more
1: and then uh, Wait,
0: oh, before you go do you have the transatlantic atlantic accent as well no no
1: no no no
0: not the trans it was a transatlantic accent The the ones that they always did the movies in back in the day oh no
1: no okay. no, no 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 then there's more okay so but this is this will get to, to that point um, so my second set, I started from the uh, 40s, 50s, and then that was the A-Train. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, and that costume dealt with, you know, the um, the A-frame skirt with the plaids and the red gloves and the, the hair and the little, you know, um, we'll call them square pillbox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then the audience was like, What's the next set? And then, of course, I, you know, change into a, another gown, which was a, a burgundy gown. So I gave my, what I want to do is I want to give them a show, a visual show, so they can visually see the music and how it connects. And then I want them to come away from and say, I just saw a show. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty good show. And then that's what I want to do here, and that's my jazz band. So I have um, Kirk Reese on keyboards. You might,
0: keyboard I, think, keyboard I, I know player. the name, yes.
1: Yeah, you're a your keyboard player as mm-hmm. well. And um, I have uh, uh, Ray, my bass player for my other band, um, um, and I have Matt, my drummer, again. And then I have this new gentleman um, uh, that I'm featuring this gig that's coming up, um, and his name is Richie Rags Regalia. Regalia. Yeah. Yeah. It plays like David Sanborn. Yeah. Pretty cool.
0: So let's talk about this next gig that you got coming up. Yes. Yes.
1: So um, May 13th, um, I have a gig coming up, um, and it's going to be in the Mulberry Arts Center. Uh, so what we wanted to do was we were looking for a venue to have a jazz show for date night mm. um, or Mother's Day weekend. Mother's Day will be the next day. So what we did is um, I got musicians together, and we're going to do a jazz show. And it's going to be in this speakeasy. We're going to build it at the Mulberry Arts Center mm-hmm. on the second floor speakeasy we're going to be selling tickets there we have 15 dollars tickets just to be in there just to have a great time general admission all the way up to the vip lounge seating which is going to be pretty cool because there's only going to be five comfortable intimate couches surrounding the stage that's cool yeah and then i'll have the dresses the the costumes of the period having a great time and then um i think we're going to start to show at seven and doors will open up at six o'clock, and the tickets are going to be at the event, right?
0: So, uh, can people expect your jazz band or the impersonation band?
1: Oh, uh, they'll be expecting the jazz band.
0: Jazz. Band. Yeah, yeah, Ooh.
1: pretty cool. Yeah, we're going to change up some some newer the music. Like, um, um you ever heard of the band called um Postmaster? Um, uh,
0: postmodern Jukebox. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So
1: you know, uh, one of the songs is "Creep." So mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yep. Yeah. So that's one of the songs I want to do. We're going to try to transfer some of the new contemporary you know and just some jazzy style you know bring a little funk to it
0: as well that's cool yeah, yeah. so uh, you have this new band is there anything did you ever want to write originals at all <sighs> that's another thing
1: yes we're working on that um i, I was talking to um, a few um writers actually online songwriters and i was trying to connect them they sent me some of their music samples and stuff and i think i want to i want to try at it um right in the beginning of covid um Remember COVID? No one's leaving the house. Yeah, I'll say the anniversary
0: is coming up very soon. We, Tomorrow, yeah, actually. Yeah March, yeah, March 13th yeah. Or everything shut down.
1: So my husband and I, we um, got guitars, and we went on, sat on our porch and just played guitar. And that's what we did. And I continued to play. And now I want to um, start um, doing a lot more of that um, playing in my jazz kind of stuff. So, yeah, so you'll be seeing some of that too.
0: Very nice. Yeah. Well, we're kind of hitting the halfway point in this interview. We have oh. a, a jam session from you at McCleary's Pub with a, a few of great musicians. Oh, yes. 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 We have Microsoft on uh, guitar, a great friend of mine. I know Microsoft. You know Microsoft. Yeah. He's an incredible cool. guitarist, very incredible cool. shredder. So, we're going to listen to a little bit of a live version of that. So, with that said, this is. Big mama yes. and McLeary's. Jam out at McCleary's with Big Mama. Yes! So you're moving away from these and in- in- impersonation shows and you're moving yeah. into some of your own stuff that you want to do. Uh tell me more about that. You want you want to sort of yeah. blues band as well? And
1: yeah. The, um, yeah, uh, what I want to do is um right now we're doing um my next band. Well, the the second band is a jazz band. So we're doing more of like the exclusive clubs. I want to do more of the vintage clothing that matches with. The music, but I want to have a show, a jazz show where you sit there for an hour to two hours and I bring you through the years of jazz or I emphasize, uh, you know, a certain artist vocally like Ella Fitzgerald or Nina Simone Knight. And then Mm -hmm. that's what I want to do. And I want to try to do that continuously bringing in amazing acts, local acts. There are great musicians in this town. I just want to find a venue that we can bring them all in monthly basis, and we can just get together and jam. And uh, Mulberry April, who who I, I I'm sorry, I don't remember. forgot your name, April. But the manager of Mulberry, she's giving us that opportunity by you know l- by letting us have this space. You know, of course, you know she's there to make a profit, but we're excited about it. And then each month, we're going to be featuring new acts and new acts, and get to the point where there will probably be um, getting interviewed here and talking about it more because we want to get the word out,
0: you know. Yeah, you guys should definitely uh look to the frost duo. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you wanna build this show. You wanna build mm-hmm. storylines. You wanna build almost like a the- a theater piece really. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: What would go all into that? You gotta find clothes, you gotta find uh materials, you gotta find sources for this stuff. What yeah. How do you plan to build that, or do you already have a collection? I, mean, I knew, I'm sure you have a collection of a lot of things.
1: Well, you know, um, with the clothes, what I've been doing is, um, I'm, I met a lady, um, and it's she's Philly girl, and she's a vintage, she's into vintage and stuff, and, and she showed me a lot of incredible vintage pieces, which I thought were really cool. And then I, I check online, you know, and I go around, and and eventually, a lot of times it's word of mouth. Um, I know that um, someone talked to us this week. A weekend about a vintage store down on I think off of Queen Street, stores that I didn't even know were around here, you know, but oh, it's just been the word of mouth. And and after a while, people are gonna be contacting me like, hey, we got this place that, you know, maybe you can go to for dresses and stuff. And a lot of times um I'll find something that I really, really like and, and I'll take it apart. No, I'm sorry. You know, and put it back together, you know, my own style. But yeah.
0: And so you're also taking these uh old jazz standards uh, right. For for better uh, words, and you're taking you're contemporizing them and yes. you're modernizing them. How does that work? Are you arranging them yourself, or are you having other people do it, or what's the um? So
1: with my funk band, I have a musical director, and that is my guitar player, Dan Mitchell. You know, I I I am a very visual person. I'm like ah, oh. and so I I give him my concept. I'm like, this is what I want. You know, oh, and he, and then he figures it out, and then he, and he presents it. He, he figures it out for me. And then on my jazz side, I have Ryan Surrbel, and he's my musical director. I do the same concept. So, with what what I want to, what my mind wants me to put out as a show, they they're the ones that actually can, you know, put it on paper for me. So it's it's been this great, um, I guess, uh, a great um, group of people. That we all want to put on a great show. I want to put on the music and have it just amplify um, people like Etta James and um, Ella Fitzgerald. I, I really want people to sit there and feel her through my voice, and and that's what I that's what I really want to do right now. Well, why? Because I think that these people are important enough in in what we do in music that we need to show people. I mean, I, I mean, I. When I talked to my daughter one day, I remember when Prince, do you remember Prince? I knew I remember Prince? Prince died. Mm-hmm. And I called my daughter and I said, Oh my God, no, oh, he was a legend. He died. And my daughter said, Who's Prince?
0: No. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we've we've straightened that out.
0: Right, of course. Right. I hope so.
1: Right. But but I want people to sit in our shows and say, Wow, I I didn't know Ella Fitzgerald. Saying that or i didn't know you know about scatting someone's actually really scatting so i want them to really connect to the music
0: yeah well, yeah because i i definitely agree that ella fitzgerald for those who don't know she's one of the premier jazz icons along with like Louis armstrong <laughs> yes. and uh frank sinatra I don't know. oh yeah so and especially as like a woman in their time as well. Yes, so.
1: definitely, definitely. Nina Simone. I mean, mm-hmm. these I mean, we can go in and really dig deeper to a lot of the jazz cats that are out there. And I just want to just give them their props. Uh, you know, to be able to go on stage and sing their music is incredible to me. It's emotional. I love singing with a passion. I I I look at singing as as it's an instrument. Mm-hmm. I take care of my voice as well as you take care of your your keyboard, someone guitar, harmonica, you know, whatever else. It's important.
0: Yeah. And so that next show is on uh, May thirteenth. Right. What have you got beyond that, or anything beyond?
1: Yes, we have um, uh, we have shows coming up. Um, I believe we have a show in Lidditz coming up. Um, you would just need to check our website. Um, it is Big Mama and the Velvet Martini's website, and we'll have some upcoming shows. I know we have one in Liddens coming up, um, one in Lancaster, and a few
0: others. coming. Up. And then can they expect the same thing of uh, jazz and blues or uh, funk?
1: Well, um, depending on the show. Um, right. I know we have a show that has jazz, and we try to emphasize this will be the jazz show, you know, with, and then our funk show. You'll know when you get there. I'll be the one with the big afro and the platforms.
0: <laughs> so do you still think... Uh, this is a question I've always had. Sure. Uh, wigs, right? I, yes,
1: I, I, yes, I, I, I like wigs. I have, I, yes, I do.
0: So, <laughs> how, I'm. How do you? Wigs. This is a, it's a weird question because I, I've never had to wear a wig. Sure. Uh, I've, I've had to wear a bald cap once when wow. I was when I was striking the musical, but really, yeah. Do you do you? What goes into getting a wig, making a wig, making it work, and uh, taking care of a wig? Because I'm sure it's
1: it's a lot of music. That's a whole whole thing.
0: Yeah, it's a whole thing.
1: Corey, that's a whole new podcast. (laughs) We would have to do another podcast. Um, Wigs to me are specials like shoes. I mean, Mm. I think wigs are like an accessory, like a purse. I mean, there's sometimes if I'm in a red kind of style and I wear a, a red wig and red pumps, it's just, to me, it's accessory.
0: That's incredible. I wish yeah. I wish I could wear a wig like you that. You can. Yeah. yeah. I can. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah please. True. I guess I can. You're true. right. <laughs> a whole podcast. That's yeah, a other sure. So um moving on to some of the questions I like to ask all my guests. Okay. What are some of the funniest or worst shows or things that ever happened to you on a show? Um,
1: well okay. I have one and and my husband could witness this 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 fou pas. Um I was in a um a club, a gig, um, singing on stage and I'm rocking it out. I am literally rocking out places back. Like and I threw my head back and my wig fell off. Yep. <laughs> he, he's, he's over there, he's going come and
0: and what do you do as a performer? What do you do? Come what would you do, Corey? Uh, if my wig fell off? If your wig fell? off. If my wig fell off, it's it didn't happen. I'm keep going. There you go. Yeah.
1: So I threw, grabbed it, put it on lopsided, and continued to sing that song. And 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 I was embarrassed just for a little bit until I looked up and was like, yeah. And 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 then I it ended up being pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's what you got to do if anything goes wrong. Just make it part of an act. Exactly. You know, just, you, know, you said uh, turn it into a pom pom, you know? Exactly. <laughs> throw it out there and throw it back
1: at you. Ah! But yeah, right. so that was yeah, that was pretty cool.
0: What do you think is a is a venue that you want to go to eventually? What where are some of the bigger places you want to expand to? Um you've hit Nike Black Box, which is a big one already.
1: Wow, I I wanna feel I I wanna go big. I wanna go eventually on stage and just grab a Grammy. Really? that's where i am my that's where my mindset is it's like i i there's great music out there and there's so many great musicians that you you try every day getting up doing your music for that you know i mean so that's that's the goal there's no venue i love doing what i do i mean i'll play um starbucks no i won't <laughs> but you know <laughs> you no know, right. i won't yeah mm-hmm. but you know just to get the music out there yeah yeah one person 500 yeah so, I'm, I'm
0: not there. So, of, of all this knowledge, what is one thing that you wish you knew when you first started as opposed to now? Uh,
1: the, I think the most important thing is a balance of family and career. I mean, back then, there was a time where it was just, you know, gig, 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 and And my home life was just, you know, they were just. They were, and there. they were there you know and and just having that kind of balance um,
0: yeah now I have that kind of balance and
1: it's just working a lot better yeah
0: so if you could here's one thing mm-hmm. if you could meet any of your uh, old jazz icons or if you could go back and meet any but any one of your in person in-person impersonators, mm-hmm. what would who would you meet?
1: Wow. Because there's so many
0: of them. There are so many. Yeah.
1: Um, I would probably, it would probably be Billie Holiday. Really? Uh, yeah. And it's, she was just such a, just a lost soul. But you hear her music and it is just, just screaming out, just longing. So, yeah, I
0: would just want to just meet her, meet her. Billie Holiday is a, is a, oh. I don't even begin with, like, that yeah. kind of person.
1: Yeah, but Billie Holiday, she was um, born in Philadelphia. Yeah. She was raised in Baltimore, and she was one of the one of the jazz, female jazz singers, I mean, and her life was just a tragic end. She got into heroin, mm-hmm. and um, her career just ended up being, at that time, she was in and out of jail because drugs back then were or, you,
0: yep, yeah were, yep. you know, really illegal,
1: and, and it just she had just a horrible, horrible, Horrible life, and it just came out in a lot of her songs.
0: They really should make a movie better. I think so.
1: Well, they probably, I think they have.
0: I think mm. they probably have. <laughs> I know they made one about Aretha Franklin That was Yes, like. very cool. So, what are um, you're a vocalist, you're a performer. What are some of the techniques that you're still trying to perfect as a performer?
1: Wow. Mm. I love connecting with my audience. Love connecting with my audience. And I'm trying to figure out ways. I can connect with them more. Um, I want to, with the shows, I want when people come in and the show starts at seven, I want them to be entertained from seven o'clock to 10. And um, we were, my husband and I, we were talking about if we can find jugglers, Mm. fire eaters, something where it just brings the show to an element of here we are, let's, you know, let's sit back and get entertained. So um, that's what I'm, yeah, that's going on right now.
0: That's pretty cool. I just saw uh Lit It's Fire and Ice. I don't know if you went to Lid It's Fire and Ice. No, recently. I saw
1: it on Facebook. People...
0: Uh, yeah, Aaron Bong yeah. was there. Mm-hmm. It'd be really cool because he does he does his whips to music. It'd be really cool if you did a live yeah. performance with that on, on fire. Yeah. That'd be it'd that's, be it's entertaining.
1: Yes, exactly. And that's the things we want to do. We want to find these acts that you know to open up with. So it's like this wow. Yeah, why
0: not? And why not? Yeah. Well he's coming back for uh oh, what is it, run fair? Okay, and, and we'll check uh, so check him out yeah, yeah we'll check sure. him out he's from uh, he's from originally from around here too so that's pretty cool very cool well where can people find you at i know you have a website
1: we do have a website um uh, one of the websites we're always going to be under big mama music cuz mm-hmm. that's our umbrella for for all of this stuff going on um one of it would be melanieverday.com is my personal website for the jazz side um we also have the big mama and the velvet martinis website
0: and, you know, that's for all of
1: our band, all of our band business.
0: And Melanie Verde is M-E-L-A-N-I-E-V-E-R-D-I. That is correct. Dot com? That, dot com. There we go. That's correct. And is there anything else you want to say before we sign off?
1: I want to say thank you so much for having me on this show. It's of course. pretty cool. Um, we have something for you. Oh, do you? Yes, we do. We have something special for you. Yes. And, um, yes, we do. And, yeah. Mo he's a great guy over here. So you're you make music continue with music. What you do here it's so cool. And um really we're cool. a big fan of yours so this is you're uh, now an affiliated member of the Big Mama and the Velvet Martinis.
0: Thank you. This is really cool. It feels like a almost like a jersey as really Yeah. Like this.
1: Yeah, so you know. Thank you great. so much for having you know, of course. me, you know. And the band wants to say you know you're part of us now. Right? It oh cares. yeah, it, it fits. It does fit.
0: It fits very nicely. Although I, I don't know why I put it over my dress shirt, but you know what? I, cares. I
1: didn't realize you, you you got some guns up there. And um, also, we have the Jazz and Blues. This is the flyer for the May thirteenth um, um, gig. It's the Jazz and Blues. Going to be a great time. Byob. Please bring your own beverages and food incredible go on eventbrite Um, tickets starting at 15 dollars up to the vip seating Um, it's going to be a great show
0: well with all that said i hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day and you can find well actually you can find out more about me at coryrosenproductions.com i am cory rosen this is the story podcast there you can find out more about me the projects i do and the podcast and all uh, 130 some guests that i've had on before you guys and all the guests that i have on next upcoming we have. Kevin Whitaker, who is a indie rock artist from around here. He's a dad musician, and he does some incredible cool stuff around here. This Tuesday, we have Dan Mayer. He is a recording engineer from around the area, and he's done a lot of cool stuff with really cool musicians. This Friday, we have Dustin LeBlanc. He is the... He's been an artistic director of, uh, of West Shore Theater. He is... An, well, he's currently managing director of West West, West Shore Theater, and he's been an artistic director of many theatrical uh, productions. So I'm excited to get tied nice. into the theater world with him. Yes. And this Saturday, we have our, my interview with Night Owl Country Band. They're a, a country band out of Indiana. And so we get to hear about them and all the cool things they get to do with like the ISSA Awards and the International Singer-Songwriter Association that they get to do over in Indiana. Nice. And then this... Well, that's all I got for this week. What?! <laughs> Oh yeah, only, that. Yeah, only on, that. Only that. You can find out more about that at Cory com. That's C O R Y R O S E N productions.com. With all that said, I got I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. And we will see you guys later. Bye.